This episode of the Death by Birding podcast is brought to you by Knox Provisions. Knox are a binocular brand making a difference. They have plastic-free packaging without dyes or glue, totally recyclable. They have a range of colors and models available to satisfy everyone from beginners to advanced birders. I've been personally using my Pro Issue 10x42s for a few weeks now, and I love them. If you've seen me out birding, I've no doubt spoken to you about these binoculars edge-to-edge clarity, and a close focus of less than two meters, which I adore. They are incredibly durable, fully waterproof, fog-proof, and perfect for every adventure. Not only that, but they have a lifetime warranty, a 30-day no-questions-asked return policy, and free shipping on orders over 85 Australian dollars. Now, this is for Australian listeners only, but if you go to noxprovisions.com.au, so that's N-O-C-S, P-R-O-V-I-S-I-O-N-S dot com dot A-U and enter the offer code hashtag death by birding one word. You will receive an extra 15% off your binoculars. That's hashtag death by birding one word for 15% off. That's the symbol hash, not actually the word hashtag, just the symbol hash death by birding. What have you got to lose? Anyway, happy birding nerds. The Death by Birding podcast is recorded on Ginniborough land. We acknowledge the traditional ownership of all Indigenous peoples across Australia and recognise that sovereignty was never ceded. The traditional custodians of these mountains have been watching birds for thousands and thousands of years. Well, well, welcome to the Death by Birding podcast, where I, your host, Caesar Pushmarin, has no idea what I'm doing, and despite being 20 episodes in, I still seem to have the technical proficiencies of an early 19th century textile worker from rural England. And that's because in this week's episode, I have Zach Mander, radio host, part of Collective Noun. If you're on TikTok and Reels, uh, you've probably seen him. Amazing, very witty, comedic performer. Absolutely hilarious. You can get lost in his videos. And uh, as well as that, he's also on the radio as one half of uh, Up Late with Zach and Dom on 106.5. But today, uh, he was on the Death by Birding podcast, which I'm sure was an absolute highlight for him. Especially when after 20 minutes of uh, some hardcore riffing, some really, really good material, where we're just laughing and talking about birds and sharing all these amazing stories and facts, uh, my laptop died because I hadn't plugged it into the uh, power. So, um, look, some people are saying that it was maybe, you know, the best uh, 20 minutes of podcasting ever, maybe life-changing, revolutionized podcasting was thrown around a little bit. I don't know. I'm not here to speculate about anything like that. Um, but unfortunately, it was really good. It was really good stuff. And uh, we we're both pretty disappointed um, when when it all happened and I realized that I'd lost that 20 minutes. But look, we powered on. Um, we kept it pretty casual for this one. I did bring in some cool facts, and there's a game that I put at the end, which was very exciting. I did take Zach birding. Uh, I believe his first real birding adventure, although as you'll hear in the podcast, I think he's been doing it for a while without even knowing. But yeah, I kind of uh, picture this particular episode in two parts. The first part is very, very casual as we try and pick up the pieces of the Great Lost episode as people are calling it. I don't know. That's just what I'm hearing on the street, the Great Lost episode. It's not coming from me, I promise. It's definitely not coming from me or Zach. You know how people are. They just get obsessive. It's fine. It's just the Great Lost episode. We'll never know what was on it, um, despite Zach and I trying really hard to reference it all the way through, which was really cool and not jarring at all. But I really hope you enjoy this one. Um, as will probably be the tradition from now on, the uh, little section of bird walk 
the moment where I took Zach Burning for the first time is available on the Patreon. If you'd like to go and subscribe there, you're welcome to. Um, but other than that, I don't think I have anything else to share. The merch store is back open, guys. Uh, for everyone who's been messaging me incessantly, uh, the Sooty Owl t-shirts are back in. The crowd favorite, of course, as well as the totally not stolen um, Dodo theme park um, design from the live show. That's available in there now, too, if you like any sizes of those as well as uh, I'm going to be releasing uh, maybe tomorrow very special merch based on the uh, Lorikeet Rubik's Cube I made. So if you like that sort of stuff, there's going to be a tote bag, there's going to be more t-shirts. Um, and that's about it from me today. I hope you really enjoy this episode. Um, Zach was really, really charming. A lot of fun to go birding with. I'd love to go birding with him again in the future. And yeah, we reference a reel in this uh, episode that I recommend you go and watch. Uh, you can pause this now and watch it uh, before you start the whole episode. It's on Zach Mander's page, which you can look up um, on Instagram and TikTok. And uh, it's just about going to the doctor in your 30s. And we reference that a bit because he uh, sort of talks about bird watching and invents a bird, which also reminds me that in this episode, um, I refer to that reel, of course. Uh, and in that reel, Zach makes up a bird species. And I think in this episode, I said, oh, you know, we should get our listeners to design it. But don't do that. Um, not because I don't think it would be a great bird. I think the red-bellied kingfisher would be a fantastic bird in the Death by Birding fictional bird universe. However, I'm going to create a little art competition uh, which I'll tease to you now, but I'm going to release it on Instagram soon. So I guess you can get started. But basically, uh, I want people to design what they think a woodpecker would look like if it lived in Australia. And that's because the absence of woodpeckers in Australia is kind of a mystery. Like they never cross the Wallace line, which we'll talk about in another point, but they're kind of everywhere else around the world. Um, and for some reason, they didn't come over to Australia, uh, to New Guinea or Australia, that whole bioregion. But if they did, I'd love to know what they look like. And maybe we can have a little bit of a competition. Um, people can send that stuff in and uh, yeah, I'll pick a winner or maybe I'll pick a few winners or maybe I'll pick everyone and uh, send out some merch. And uh, the winner's bird will be the, uh, I guess, mascot of the podcast. It'll be a fictional bird. We're making up cryptids. We're making up bird species. Batuta Advocate can do it, so why can't I? Anyway, I hope you enjoy the episode, and uh, I'll see you next time. Welcome to Death by Birding. Yes. I would suggest not trying to pretend. Try to like, um, yeah, move on. Avoid going over the same stuff as much as possible. <laughs> I don't know if I can. You tr- we'll recap. We'll do a recap. We we'll recorded a- for 20 minutes before my laptop. I- I'm going to say that it. Di- I'm not going to put blame on myself. Yep. But I definitely forgot to put the, the uh, charging cable in and then the laptop died and I lost everything. This is a coming-of-age moment for a podcast. Oh, my God. And if this is the first time that's happened to you in, in your audio recording life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's this <laughs> will be the one time it happens to you because you'll never make that mistake again. What did we talk? We spoke about so many good we things. Did, we did. Let's do a quick recap. We spoke about um, 
the young people getting into birding more. <laughs> yeah. We'll do a quick fire. All right. Let's I mean, young go. Young people getting into birding. Yeah. But birding is a little bit punk. That was your point of view. That was like the last thing yeah, that yeah, I said, right? That was like backwards. edgy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we covered your mosaic of the lorikeet. Yeah. Which, to be honest, now that I'm thinking of it, not not gold, not the best content. I've no, that's done, okay. Like, that's trying to describe that my five minutes was probably okay. <laughs> that was fine. We can lose that. Um, <clears throat> no, we we kind of spoke about why we did this in the first place, right? Which is that you're kind of getting into. Well, that was maybe we'd spent probably about ten minutes on me saying that I wasn't a bird watcher. I kind of spoke to you about some of my bird experiences in life, yes. and you broke the news to me that I was in fact a bird watcher. You are a bird watcher because I look at birds in my backyard and I have a mental list of the ones I've seen. Yeah. And you said, "Mate, that's bird watching." I'm sorry. I had to, it was almost like I had to diagnose you. I'm yes. like the doctor in yes. that. This is the follow up from yes. the reel, which um, so there's a reel that Zach made, which is where a um, a 30-year-old, mid-30s year old person goes into a doctor's yeah. office and they say, uh, I, th- I think you might be in your mid-30s. They're describing all their symptoms <clears throat> and the doctor says, like, you're in your mid-30s. And yeah. one of the symptoms was, um, well, sorry, at the end the doctor gives them Prescribes some binoculars. Them, yeah. yeah, with binoculars. For bird watching. And they yeah. say, well, I'm not a bird watcher. And they say, just hold on to them. Yeah. You know, it comes for all of us. And it kind of feels like then you came in here and I'm like, are you a bird watcher? And you're like, oh, well, not really. I've never been. This is the first time we've been bird watching. And I'm like, mm. you just told me before that you've been bird watching at home. We Yeah, we did just go on a, a walk through this beautiful rainforest where you live, Caesar. And um, yeah, I thought that was the first time I went bird watching. Can you hear that? I can hear birds. What type of birds are they? I think I can hear a eastern spinebill. Okay. Yeah, I can tell you anything though, can't I? You definitely. <laughs> Well, I'm just wondering what would you need to hear to stop the podcast? Because um, it didn't, uh, your eyes didn't light up. No, no. And these I'm are my- wondering what, what you need to hear to go like, okay, I'm pausing. I need to go find that. Yeah, there's probably only one bird um, that would do that here that I think was would ever be likely to turn up and it would be a superb fruit dove. Wow. Yeah. Well, who gets the title superb in the bird world? Just the best. The best of Is the best. Is that a category or <clears throat> was that just a one person's decision? <laughs> I feel like, yeah, it's some old white dude in like the um, the early 19th century probably when they first started categorizing Australian Well, because um, in Australia we have a bit of an obsession with great. We got the great Australian bite, the great defining range. Yeah. We got the great sandy desert, um, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, they weren't super creative no. in their description. Whoever well, named that. What would be what is worse than great is when someone just names something after another person and mm. just does not describe. Oh, okay. See, so great's okay because at least it's an adjective. I think great normally describes something big. Yep. So yeah. it's used in the context of um, size. Well, that's like the Great War. And my grandmother was yeah, like, true. I don't know why they called it that. Like, it wasn't very good. I was like, I don't think they were talking about how much people enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, it's really big. So, it's a big sandy desert. Yeah. It's a big bite. Yeah. It's, it's a big <laughs> dividing range. Of, yeah. Very uncreative ways of, of doing that. Great uh, barrier reef. Yeah, but that is great. That is great. Can't vouch for it personally. You've but never I, been. I'm sure or it is. <laughs> You've never been to the Great Barrier Reef. Never been to the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah, okay. There was a point in this video <laughs> and something I want to talk about again because I want someone yeah. to do this is that you invented a bird. 
Uh, I think it was the red-bellied kingfisher was what I said I could spot yep. from the video. And I just made that up. Yeah. Um, doesn't exist. It's a cryptid now. What does that mean? You know, like a cryptid is like Bigfoot or like a oh, Loch Ness Monster. They're like- Yes. So, you've kind of invented okay, well, a mythical yeah, let bird. me- uh, You're uh, a veterinary student? Yes. So, is it possible that one- like, besides the point that they've probably all been observed, yeah. is there anything biologically that means that there couldn't be a red-breasted kingfisher? A red-bellied kingfisher. A oh, red-bellied kingfisher. Um, look, I, I think there are kingfishers out there with red bellies. Yeah. They're just not called that. Oh, what are you doing about? It exists there. <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't exist. Because they like, birds- Yes. No, look. <laughs> yeah. Because I am describing mm. the kingfisher I saw. Now, but you might go, oh, but that actually is a Smith's kingfisher. Yeah. Go, yeah, but- if you were saying, hey, what does the Smith's kingfisher look like? Yeah. You'd say, well, it's a red-bellied kingfisher. Yeah, I suppose so. Huh? I like my idea better. <laughs> What's your idea? That you'd like it to that be- That we kind of, yeah we, yeah, we elevate this bird to mythical status. Well, you have, um, your podcast has, a, the logo is like an owl, I yeah. believe. Yeah. And is that you? That's me getting, getting picked up yeah. by the owl. Yeah. Um, cool. Now that's a real owl, I imagine. Yeah, well, it's it's based on a sooty owl, which yeah. we actually looked for. We tried for. to look for it. Yes. Now you weren't tempted to come up with a new bird. Yeah, it's no. like a podcast bird. Well, that you did that thought cross your mind. To be fair, I I think that that sooty owl is pretty vague. Like it yep. looks like a sooty owl, but there are a couple of species. And of also sooty owl. the size wise, it's, it would have to be giant to be eating you. So oh, imagine, um, or are you really small? I'm really tiny. Yeah. <laughs> and is there some uh, law behind this? Is there some <laughs> podcasting? We've tried to, yeah, I have tried to decide whether it's a really big bird or a really small me. And I think the size of the leaves yep. Yep. mean that just like by a matter of like metric. I have to be tiny there. I like and I'm it. pretty short. Like, I'm a short man as it is, but and, um, I don't think I'm that small. We quickly mentioned in our recap of the lost 20 minutes. But oh, the great the, lost in, 20 minutes. <laughs> in the lost 20 minutes, we did cover how birding is a little bit punk and that you can definitely see that influence in your logo. Yeah. Is that where you've kind of drawn from there? Yeah, well, you um, mentioned before that birdwatching kind of uh, maybe – that retirees have a monopoly on the bird watching. Well, the image. only bird bird watchers I know are people who are a part of the community garden I'm a part of, and they're yeah. all uh, retirees. Yeah, and I actually don't even know they're bird watchers. I just have a heavy sus- suspicion. Yeah, they see like <laughs> they uh, like I know the groups they're in. Yeah, are bird watching groups, but I've never spoken to them about. There's birds. a tan line on their shoulder where binocular strap normally is. They wear like um. Pants that have zips on them. Oh, yeah, cargo pants. Zip off pants. <laughs> Zip off pants. And they- uh, Bucket hats. Uh, wide brim hat. Wide I wouldn't brim. say bucket hats. And yeah. then like a lot of pockets on a shirt as well. It's a heavy shirt. Yeah. Like I'd say a heavy cotton maybe. Yeah. Or, and um, to me, that's my association with bird watching. Okay. Um, but I'm- I was pleasantly surprised. You reached out on that on a reel I made and said, "Do you want to come on a bird watching podcast?" And uh, immediately I thought, "Yes, I do." And then I looked up the podcast and I was like, "Oh, this guy's like this is much fun. younger than I thought mm. it would be. It's and it's much edgier than I thought it would be." Yeah, I get to say the f word. <laughs> <laughs> if I want it, yeah. that's the extent. Yeah, I won't right now, but at some I point know that I, might. I have that option. Yeah, I do. Well, you work in radio, right? Yes. Like, so um, one thing that you, you also mentioned is that 
you know, because of podcasting, because of just the, the that it lives online, you yeah. can do these niche, you can create yeah. these sort of niche are more, um, yeah, specific. Well, radio is broadcasting, and so that means that you are scattering your seed wide. Okay. Not like- the way that I would. <laughs> Uh, not one seed, like yeah. uh, the farm. I'm not what? making this any better. Why was that more explicit than saying fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like- uh, you, you know, you're, you're, you want to be uh, appealing to as many people as possible. So mm. you you tackle or you talk about things that you think the most number of people listening totally, will yeah. enjoy. The great thing about podcasting is like it's like a niche cast rather than a broadcast. So you can go, the more specific, the better. Yeah. Because you can find those people all around the world who can listen to this. And I imagine you have, you have people all around the world. Do people contact you from different countries? Yeah. 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 Generally, like I'm obviously most of my listeners are probably Australian because I talk about Australian birds. Yeah. But yeah, lots of people. um, They would have to be English speakers. That's the only restriction on, on podcasting that things like, you know, TikTok and yeah. Instagram don't have as much because they're more visual. So you can reach you yeah. can reach non English speaking countries. Yeah, I had a real uh oh no, sorry, a TikTok. I had a TikTok getting like half a million views or something. Mainly Russians. Yeah, interesting. Really what it was, was just what a, was it about? A dancing bird. <laughs> yeah, okay. And that's big in Russia, maybe. Apparently they like dancing birds. All the rest of my TikToks have like five hundred views. Yeah. But this one of a dancing bird, they're like this is I think me. you have big TikTok potential. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I, I think there's a lot. How, how long have you been doing this podcast? Uh, since March. Okay. Yeah. Did you grow your Instagram in that time? Yeah. Yeah. Almost. Almost completely. I think I had maybe a thousand yeah. followers already from something else. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you got big potential. You. Yeah. Th- there's a lot there that you can- People I- like birds, man. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And I think you have, um, you're uniquely positioned hmm. um, to in the sense that- seed. <laughs> <laughs> To, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, no, because you're you know, on this mountain. Yeah. You have, you have this very aesthetic cottage. Uh, you have a lot of birds in your backyard. Yeah. I think there's a lot here that you could build on. It's funny because I, I suppose people listening to this, you know, who know my Instagram and I put effort into reels and stuff, but I also I find it very tedious. And yeah. so, like, what I, do you mean? Well, I kind of want to do as little as possible. Mm. Well, videos are yes, they yeah. are tedious. Yeah, you do a lot of video stuff. Eh? I do do a lot of video stuff. I have done a lot of video stuff for a long time, and you do need, and I think you do have it. You you do need to be a little obsessive, but yeah. if you're into birding, you have that already. Have that yeah. obsessive, yeah. But I can only keep so many lists, you know. I can but only- you made this um, mosaic video about the um, turning the Rubik's cubes into uh, a lorikeet mosaic. Yeah. That seems like that took that- a lot of my yeah yeah probably capacity. too much yeah yeah. You want something repeatable, don't you? That it's like you can repeat a lot and it's low effort. That's the holy grail of. Of, of content, uh, creation. content creation, yeah, yeah, and then you got to be like, like, what's the? Sometimes I just like get into this real existential. Thing. I was like, what's the? What's the point of it all, Zach? Uh, creative expression, yeah, it's a good way of putting. I it. think so, yeah, yeah. You are a creative person, yeah, yeah. 
And you feel like you have a need to create. Yeah, I well, I definitely think that this podcast is like scratching yeah. that itch. Yeah. It's like the way that I can combine two things that I really love, which is nature and bird watching. Mm. If they can be one thing, and then has creation. has because um, you're a photographer primarily yeah. with bird watching. Is that your? Um, were you a photographer first or a bird yeah, watcher? Yeah, it was first? definitely a photographer first. Um, yeah. So. Uh, that has always been hand in hand with the bird watching. You've always taken photos as well. Yeah. So I, I started doing um, photos of frogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I just started looking for frogs. I don't know. Do you know. have a frog related yeah. content? Yes, I do. Stream? Please, let's not bring that up. It's Whoa. awful. No, oh. it's good. No, it's, it's called. I thought maybe like birders that would, they'd find that offensive. You're like, you can't tell my audience I like frogs as well. <laughs> They'll disown me. It's like the Capulets and yeah. uh, Montagues of the natural world. It's like frogs and birds. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, they join together at frog mouths. Um, no, they don't. Sorry. <laughs> because I think I saw it maybe on your Instagram. Is it uh, Pobble Wonks and. You did some deep dive. You did more like background oh, on me than I did on you. You invited me to your house in the middle of the wilderness. <laughs> I need to know. Who this I needed is. to know that you weren't going to kill me. Yeah, and sorry, you found out that I had a YouTube series about frogs, How and you I didn't think you were like that. Looks normal. <laughs> a frog guy wouldn't kill me. I feel safe. Uh, no, why it stood out to me is because my wife was in the Pobble Wonk Club in primary school. Oh, right. No, sorry. It was, the frog, it was the frog club and they raised and released Pobble Wonks. It's a oh, Pobble cute. Wonk. Pobble Bonk, yeah. And um, we always use that as a joke. And it turns out we've been saying it wrong for the last uh, oh, no. How do you 15 say years. Pobble Wonk. Yeah, no. No, Pobble Bonk. Yeah. She might have been saying it right and maybe I've repeated it wrong. But- I have never, ever heard anyone else say that word. Say that word. And that's why it stood out to me. Yeah. So the frog thing was, yeah, I made this YouTube series with my brother-in-law about uh, we're trying to do a very similar thing to what birders do, which is uh, like collecting uh, sightings of frogs, basically trying to see the most number of species of frogs. And so we were documenting this journey there are like 60 species around 60 species of frog in southeast queensland mm. i'm like let's catch them all um how did you go uh we stopped around 40 i think that's a reference to <clears throat> the lost podcast by the way yeah we are we allowed to talk about that? i feel like there's it's gonna be so difficult it's so hard uh that they're pokemon yeah every, well birders young birders were probably pokemon people yeah well you up. asked me um well, I think I asked you, why do you think people are getting into birding yeah. more now? And then you asked me the same question. I said, I think it's just, I think birding is Pokemon for grown-ups. Uh, and well, you laughed was- a lot the first time I said <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, and I, you're disappointed it didn't get a laugh the second time. <laughs> so you needed to point that out. Yeah, yeah, I did laugh a lot. Yeah. No, I did wonder that. Um, it does feel Pokemon-esque. Yeah. Bird watching. Yeah, well, it's the same. And we, I was showing you the app, which if anyone needs app recommendations in Australia, there are two that people use, which is um, PK Birds and Morecambe's. Mm. They're both good for different reasons. I really like using Morecambe's because it's like it's literally a Pokedex. Mm. You get a little picture of the of the bird next to it and a little star that you can tick, mm. and it like I think it appeals to that like collector within yeah. people. I feel I, like you're a collector. Yeah, I'm just looking at the books and stuff around. Yeah. But I'm- But you're in a, like a- It's not much more than a tiny house, unless this house goes further back than I No, it's a, tiny, it's a small two-bedroom. And um, you wouldn't have much room to collect. I'm very particular. Yeah. So, I had to- So, I definitely have that- I think everyone- I think 
everyone is a collector at heart. I think it just depends mm. what you collect. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think everything can be reduced. I think every hobby, every passion, every mm. pursuit can be reduced to like the act of collecting. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm into surfing. Yeah. So and you immediately c- I thought, no, but I guess surfboards people might collect. Yeah, but also you're collecting the like you're Places collecting the you experience and the waves and the break waves. and stuff like that. And yeah. so you might be like, Oh yeah, I've surfed these breaks or yeah. you might go on specific holidays to yeah. go to new yeah. breaks yeah. and and so I think that um and you know, I like the way you said break too, which indicates to me that maybe you have more knowledge of surfing than a layman. <laughs> then I thought you were gonna say viewers. I don't. I don't I think I just have a broad general yeah, knowledge. You've got general knowledge. Um I have surfed, but I'm terrible. Yeah. And um I'm too scared of surfers. Like yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm scared of the altercations that could potentially well, depends for me go, being a bad you know, surfer. Um, there are places where localism Yeah. I just go straight to rough. snap a rock. So that's a bad place to get. <laughs> Locals only. And Probably the worst the the place, actually, yeah. in southeast Queensland. Um, yeah, but any birders like that? Is there localism in... Like, you're local to the mountain here. Hmm. Would Do you try to block the shots I'm of, a gatekeeper. Yeah. of uh, <laughs> birders from Brisbane who come up here and you're like, weekender, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. locals only. And then I just, like, punch their camera. Yeah. Um, there is gatekeeping in, in, like, gatekeeping in bird. Mm. In bird watching, for and sure. is there judgment over different styles of bird watching? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think particularly ethics. Ah, oh, like ethics what's an unethical bird watcher? Um, I think an unethical bird watcher is someone who like excessively plays call, like playback, to get birds to come in. So they'll like mm. put the speaker on and they'll wait for birds to come in. People, they're, you're disrupting nature. Yeah, yeah. Anyone yeah. that anyone that. Uh, sort of tampers with the environment as well. So, mm. like, I've seen particularly- I mean, this is probably a thing that happens more in bird photography than in, with birds because, you know, photographers have um, that desire, that need to get, mm. like, the perfect shot. And so, they're, they're probably more likely to um, to push the ethical boundaries to get that shot. And outside of that, is there just, like, um, judgments based more on taste? Like, let's say- um, Someone who has a detailed list of every bird they've seen versus someone who doesn't keep a list. Would yeah. that be? Would someone be like, "You're not a real bird watcher"? Yeah, I love how you're doing the interview now. Well, I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. And this is what it's supposed to be like. I think that. Um, yeah, I. So there's a app called eBird. Yeah, which is a. Um, it's basically like an online citizen science project where people mm. log their sightings, mm. but it's very competitive. And there's like a leaderboard of people who have seen, and particularly with like big years. Mm. So a big year is, um, and my listeners will know this, but a big year is when you try and see the most number of species within a calendar year. I love that so much. <laughs> so it's called a big year. Yeah. So like there might be whispers around when you go to that track, they might be like, Caesar had a big year. They're doing, or he doing got the big year. year. Have you How never seen the movie? What movie? The Big Year. No. Is that, that about bird watching? It's about bird watching. It's, and someone does it. They achieve a that, big year. Well, a big you can just do a big year regardless of you know, and you don't necessarily need to get a massive number, but it might be like a personal endeavor. Mm. But some people try and break records. Mm. That seems rife with allegations of cheating. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Because it's like an honor system, right? It's absolutely. And you're like, like yeah, I no saw price. 100 today. Yeah. yeah. Like- well, that's why you keep your list and uh, particularly using something like eBird, uh, you know, people can kind of tell if you're making up bird sightings. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You, uh, 
I love niche interest controversy. Oh, I love it so I, much. I try to seek it out. It's quite hard to find. There's I join a, Reddit... a lot of Facebook groups. Oh, dude. I'm um, trying to find Really? Yeah. It's if just they, a voyeur of You know, it's like uh, on Facebook, it'll suggest different groups. Um, mm. I'll, I've joined like, I'll join most of them. That come really? Uh, Northside Knitters was a fun one oh, that okay. had some controversy. West, oh, please the, tell uh, me. admin. There was a post that was like, that's it. I'm out. Like, no one's coming to the club meetings anymore. I'm putting all this effort into the website. No one appreciates me. And then it kind of went off in the comments. Like, And I was just like, it doesn't matter what group you're in, humans are just like, someone's annoyed about something. There is a fantastic subreddit about this, which is yes. like, what controversy yes. is occurring in your small niche? And one of them was like, I'm in a rock painting group, and there's a lady who's devised like this new lacquer for making <laughs> her rocks real shiny, but she won't share it with the rest of the group. And everyone's like getting really Amazing. upset. Uh, we tried to do it on the radio a few times. Like, what is happening in your local... Uh- you know, everyone has like you. I'm sure there's a um, Facebook group for the mountain you live on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we're like, what's the controversy that's happening? And it, it hasn't. We never really got the stories that we wanted. Wheelie to bins. From it. That is that the big. Oh, one? Oh yeah, that was a massive one a few years ago. Uh, I it, it, are they nature based ones up here? Like I imagine yeah. a cat's a thing, or does no one have a cat? Because it's yeah, it's so a big conscious. thing. Also, dingoes. Um, are there dingoes up here? There are dingoes up here, but then some members of the community will complain about them and then the council will, like, trap and kill them. What? Yeah, that's it's crazy. really brutal. But, it, I mean, that's the heavy stuff. It's, like, the petty stuff that's mm. fun, right? Totally. It's, it's, it's definitely the stuff which is, like, so uh, Samford, which is at the bottom of the mountain, a few yeah. years ago, there was a – so, if you need to join the Samford Community Notice Board, if okay. this is, like, yeah, the stuff that you're into, totally. it was, like – who was driving the white Hilux and threw the banana peel out the window and well, it became see, like Banana Gate? I imagine Sans is a good uh, example because you have conflict between traditional rural people yeah. and then like yuppies. Yes. Yeah. Who have like moved in for that <laughs> yes. kind of country vibe. Yeah. So I think that would breed good conflict. Yeah. People that move to uh, like a semi rural area yeah. but don't like nature yeah. or animals and so they're like interesting there's horse poo on the road and yeah. it's like why would you move somewhere like this if you're going to complain about that we haven't really spoken about birds in this do you want to know the birds that i've seen in my yard oh can you please did you bring a list no i can do it in oh, my top in- of my head okay. i'll go um least interesting to most interesting <laughs> all right this off is- the top of my head and you tell me if i've got them in the right order i'm curious um a crested pigeon, I believe. It's a pigeon with a crest on his head. Beautiful. Is bird. that a yep? Yeah, absolutely. A yep. Um, a obviously noisy miners. So, are you starting from least yeah. interesting? To- well, I don't know. That's up. That's in the least interesting area. Okay. No, are you saying not? I suppose it's hard, right? Because this is like they were nesting one year, but I don't think they nested long enough for their eggs to. The nest was there, and then it was gone within. Like a month. Sort of an unverifiable metric of personal choice here. You're like being like, so I guess it doesn't really matter what I think. I think the crested pigeons are really beautiful yeah. because they have that um, splendid sort of uh, like purpley green yeah, iridescent feathering bit. on there. Yeah. I think I was, and they make a sound when they take off. They do. And they also do a dance. They do a really cool mating dance. Okay. Well, yeah. huh. I apologize to the crested pigeon. Thank you. Uh, noisy miner. That's certainly on oh, the most common. That has to be at the bottom. Uh, butcher bird. Mm, which one? I don't know. Mm. There's a lot of difference. There's a grey butcher bird and a pied butcher bird in don't Brisbane. Know. One of them. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, like a crow, Australian magpie. Yep. Um, 
a, a scrub turkey. I've got a scrub Great. turkey living in the yard. This is high for a scrub turkey, which is good. Um, what else do I have? Um, moving more interesting cockatoo. Self-requested cockatoo, yeah. What's that? That's White the one, one with that you the know. yellow. Yeah. Yep. So they're called sulfur because there's also like yellowtail black cockatoos. All right, pointy end. Yeah, here I we think go. Top her, three. Top three. So a pheasant cockle. Oh, pheasant kukul. Yeah. I had to look that up. Kukul. Yeah. Okay. So I've but never you've heard done it the right out, way. I've never heard it um, said out loud. Yeah. When I first saw it, yeah. I thought it was a Pokemon. Yes, me too. Because it like it looks like a Pidgey or something like that from behind. It like I just went up into a tree and I was like, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> yeah, it's like this long tail. It was yeah. like the scene at the in the last season. Sorry, the first season of Pokemon yes. where you see like the mythical yes. Pokemon flying away. You're like, I've never seen that before, and it's quite big too. It looks like a phoenix. It does look like a phoenix. Mm. Um, so I've seen that a few times. So that's kind of uh, the a coastal bazaar bazaar. Oh, a um, a Pacific buzzer. Pacific, yeah, buzzer, buzzer, buzzer. Yeah, um, you've seen those in your backyard, have you? Uh, recently, wow. Um, cool. yeah, I saw that a couple of times. Awesome. Uh, followed in like over a few weeks too, so I imagine it's the same one. If that's number two, I can't wait to hear. Number well, one. number one is I don't know. I was hoping that you could help me because okay. I didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't see it alive. I found it in the yard. Deceased. Huh. Very small. Okay. I imagine some type of honey eater because it had like a long beak. Right. And it was bright red <gasps> on the chest. That's a scarlet honey eater or really probably more correctly known as a scarlet mysomola. Okay. There you go. <laughs> um, look it up in the book. It, it, is that the right order? I mean, uh, judging by the gasp, it seemed like that that might have been the rarest. Well, um, rarity is hard because it, like, it really depends on habitat. Yeah, I true. think you live in suburban Brisbane, right? Yeah. North Brisbane. So I think that seeing a bazaar and um, scarlet honey eater is good. Hmm. Particularly, I think uh, the scarlet honey eater because I think because they're so small that yeah. most people wouldn't notice them. Well, you know, I think the fact that it was deceased probably meant that um, it was probably easy to spot. You know, if it was buzzing around the trees. I'm just handing a field guide over. That, that could be it, definitely. Yeah, I'd say that was that be little, it. really little. Um, unfortunately, that doesn't count towards your bird list. Oh, if they, they have to be alive, they have to be alive. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Does that hurt? Um, no, that's okay because okay. I know they're out there. Yeah. It gives me something to strive for. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like colourful ones. I imagine that's probably not really respected. No, in, I think- In birding communities. But, I mean, yeah. like, I don't see many colourful ones. Oh, I forgot, obviously, Rainbow Larrakeet is, mm. uh, is <laughs> as we're looked over by the three-metre- Monstrosity over there. Like, um, yeah, Rainbow Larrakeet as well. Very colourful, beautiful. I like them. Loud. Very loud. Quite violent. They're, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with liking pretty birds. Mm. Yeah. Well, That's okay. Like. Mm. But is that the, what, the way you talk about it seems like that it is frowned upon? No, I, I just think that I think that the more time you spend with birds, I think the more you start um, appreciating the more subtle birds. Mm. I think, and you, particularly you, like it's the like kind of like uh, wine tasting. Yeah, like I'm kind of like <laughs> I like red ones, yeah. and you're like, oh, it's not about that. Yeah, yeah. You got to know the altitude of the grapes and yeah, yeah, how they're processed and what the nose. Smell. I don't know no, anything about no, wine. Either. I'm so sorry. I'm actually drawing from coffee. That was when I'm talking about <laughs> altitude and processing. Yeah, is that a thing in coffee? Yeah, definitely. Do I wear like? Do you think that coffee nerds and bird nerds are probably very similar? I think any nerds are similar. Mm. 
It's just um, how that plays out. I can't remember what we've spoken about on this. Uh, it's very time hard to the- remember. Yeah, I honestly. I could cry about uh, particularly like some of the jokes and the gags. We had you some guys, good stuff. You guys wouldn't believe how much we were riffing. <laughs> um, did we say that you grew up like? We, no, we just was. We, this was. We haven't covered this. You had just introduced it as we lost our recording. Yeah, but we did discover on our bird walk. Bird walk. Yeah, yeah. That we. <laughs> You had to look. I was like, "Is that is that the okay terminology?" I don't know, I don't know the lingo. Yeah, uh, we lived five hundred meters away from each other growing up. We yeah. had no idea. Yeah, just down Amazing. the road. Who would have known? And so, do you have any memories of birds? Yes. Um, the first time you asked me that question, I had to think about it. That's why I'm so quick to <laughs> respond. But this is all new information from here. This was the yep. exact point that the recording dropped out. The only memory I have growing up in that house uh, of birds is that there was a kookaburra who visited often enough that we referred to it as a pet. Okay. Yeah. Did you have a name for it? I, th- I don't remember. Hmm. But I did, we did something that I wouldn't do these days, which is I think we might have fed it. Yeah. Um, and that's something I'm kind of – well, I wouldn't do any – I wouldn't feed white animals anymore. Yeah. But – uh, I was ten years old. Yeah, and, uh, I probably did the same. Probably the same kookaburra that used to visit me. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, it was very, uh, very possible. Yeah. Oh well, I think so. I used to like do my homework outside, and a kookaburra would sometimes come and visit me in the afternoon. And you say, um, I feel like that you have a longer history of birds. Were you into birds then? No, no, no. no, no not it was just that it was cool that this cool bird was coming. And yeah. kingfishers are, I was sorry, not kingfishers. Well, they are kingfishers, aren't they? They are, unlike um, the red-bellied kingfisher. Yeah. It's, it is. It's maybe the largest kingfisher species. They ever. are cool birds. I imagine if you came to Australia as a bird watcher, yeah. that would be, like, they're surprisingly big. Yeah, they're enormous. And they, like, kingfishers have big beaks in relation to their body. Yeah. Like, re- whether they're the size of a... You know, most most kingfishers, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, other kingfishers in the wild, yeah. like the blue ones and stuff. Like, they're quite little. Yeah. A kookaburra is significantly bigger than that, and that beak can do some serious damage. Like, I've heard of them flying into people's faces yeah. <laughs> when they're trying to eat burgers. We stuff. had one take, just like two weeks ago, take food off our table at the bottom of the mountain here. Oh, wow. wow. That, that um, the range of Samford. Yeah. And- um, yeah, like very, I imagine very used to humans, but yeah, flew down to the table, grabbed something off it. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, I was once um, eating a burger, uh, actually not too far away from here, and as I was about to take a mouthful, a, like literally a kookaburra flew between my face and my hand <laughs> and snatched a big chunk of the burger out of it. I love it. Yeah, I know. It was terrifying. If it went through your face. Yeah. It would be- they're, in there, cold-blooded killers. Not cold-blooded, <laughs> but- uh, you see them if it's like stop, stop! It's already dead. When yeah. they uh, catch like a lizard or something, and they're like they whack it. in it. I saw uh, one fly off with a decent sized snake the other day. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. What type of snake? Like no a tree idea. snake kind of thing. Yeah, it was in a, in in the distance. It had picked it up off the road. Mm. So someone had driven over this snake oh. overnight, probably. Oh, so it was dead. Yeah, it was. Would they snake. do that? Oh, yeah. They're, they're like scavengers. They might scavenge a little bit. Um, and so, do you think? Do you think you'll Pursue bird watching. Uh, it's hard to tell. I said to my wife, we discussed it when you invited me on the podcast. I said, "Do you see? Do you think I'll be a bird watcher?" And she said, "No. Um, I think I will be. I'm not really like I'm. I'm happy to take a mental list. I think that's where I'm at at the moment. Yeah. I don't think I'd write it 
down. And but it doesn't sound like that. That's I like. Doesn't sound like I need to do that to be a bird. Do you watcher. have a field guide? Uh, no, you don't have a bird book. Well, yeah. I've got a bird book that some. You know, one of the things I like is local histories. Yeah, and I like when people have made those same retirees. Often that I spoke about earlier. Yeah, they often get a retirement project of like I'm going to write about yeah. <laughs> the, the local area, that's and cute. they'll bind a book. I've got a bird book like that. Okay. Um, but it's definitely not as extensive as um, you can have that book. I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. So what I do is I often just buy them from op shops and then give them away. Oh, thank you. So you can have that book, and then what I'd like you to do, yeah, is I'd like some... you to find the birds that you've seen in there, and then just put a tick next to the name. Oh, well, someone hasn't done this to this. Is that a common thing to do with yeah. a guide? So it's this an old one is thing this one's do. unticked. This is unticked. This oh, is, a so is that what you're bird. looking for when you get them from op shops, or will you go through and? No, you, I don't. Do, I just don't pick don't up any no, of them. You don't take interest in. Do you judge the birder? No, by, like, I would the never dare. You're like this guy sucks. <laughs> He's only seen like twenty birds. Yeah, no, I would never judge someone on their bird list. But I think that I think it's a fun thing to do, and I think it adds like another element to the bird watching experience. And what it means is, is that when you see a new bird, you can log it. You know, you can have like a legitimate reference you know and a legitimate yeah just uh I, I think you're really perusing that uh yeah i'm looking through seeing if there's any ticks there's none some of these i'm going to find hard to like i don't think i'll be able to tell the royal albatross from the wandering albatross yeah. <laughs> i think i'll just put that down as albatross yeah um well especially if you're ticking gray and pied butcher bird as oh jeez <laughs> there's a lot of albatross uh, um yeah, so that's going to be a challenge, but I'll, Go I'll challenge it. accepted. I heard someone describe uh, birdwatching as like um, a hike with an objective. Totally. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, I could probably get into that because uh, hiking, I mean, I like chatting to the person I'm with. Yeah. But outside of that, like, you're not doing much, are you? So it would be good to look out for birds. Yeah, I think so. I definitely think it adds another element to yeah. my adventures or whatever I do. Like, and I, I definitely plan my holidays around the birds that I'm going to see. That means it's that's very pretty exciting. full on. And is your wife a bird watcher? She is a bird watcher. Yes. Uh, so she does she equally? No, she's not equally on board with the bird watching holidays. No. So we often have to do it in like two sections. So it'll be like, we're going to do some birding and then there has to be like resort, like chill out time. Yeah, that's fair enough because I find I'm coming back from holidays often more tired. So I I like (laughs) the idea that you have an allocated time (laughs) of like activity- Relaxing. I feel like the poor. We literally just went to Tasmania, yeah. and I went there with a mission, and I thought we were on the same page for this mission. Which yeah. is, I was like, I had a few, quite a few species I wanted to see, and I think by like day two, she was like, I'm exhausted. Like, we need to stop looking for birds. And I was like, <laughs> we can't. <laughs> we're in Tasmania, so we only get one shot at this. Yeah. I, when am I going to be back to fill up this this Tasmanian field guide with ticks? Yeah, exactly. I need to get all the endemics. Um. No, I can relate to that because I like surfing. Yeah. And I like doing activities on holidays. And I feel like that tension is probably uh, exists in a lot of relationships. Can you sit still? No. Yeah. I, even now I'm like jittering. I think, you know, it's, it's probably diagnosable. Yeah. I haven't been diagnosed, but. You sit still for a living though almost, right? Like, so you sit in front of a microphone. Yeah, for, for three minutes increments oh is that it yeah and then uh, you uh, play a song <laughs> and, and you, you go run you around go, the block no you walk around the studio there's you might have like a like something in there to fidget with or yeah. someone to talk to um 
maybe a bit longer than three minutes, but like, uh, yeah, I'm very fidgety. Well, bird watching might be perfect for you because it's such a good way to, mm. you're like, well, what do I do? I'm going to go for a walk and like write a list of the birds that I'm looking at. Mm. Uh, well, uh, that's why I like surfing because you have to slow down. Yeah. You, you know, you have to be aware of your surroundings. Yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe. It's probably equally as mindful, I think, those two things. Yeah. You know, you've, it's like some people describe it like fishing. It's like you have yes. to sit down it's and you're like just like fishing, watching the but you're not killing an animal. Which is great. Yeah. Or, or just torturing it. <laughs> uh, by catching and releasing. Yeah. I'm which, a, like, is seen to be, like, more ethical, but it is, like, in some ways it's less ethical. I it's think like it's- if you're going to put it through it, put it through it. Like, don't don't just, like, yeah. like give it the shock of its life and have it gasping yeah. air on the, <laughs> on the floor of the boat. Well, more bird-related. Like, I don't know if you ever saw that Onion article. It was, like, ethical hunter throws, like, ducks back into the air. <laughs> It's like throwing these dead birds back into the air. Um, no, you didn't see that? I didn't see that one. But, um, uh, yeah, I guess it is like um, it is like hunting. And you are shooting them in a way. Well, birds. for you are with your camera. Yeah. It's attenuated hunting, hey. It's yeah. hunting for vegans. Yeah. Are you vegan? I'm vegetarian. Yeah, I'm vegetarian. Yeah, there you go. Mm. <laughs> I I That's thought I was like point. I could I was like he's given me vegetarian vibes. Yeah, I'm not quite. I can't do veganism yet. I think. Uh, you closer or further away from veganism than when you started? Um, ooh, maybe closer. Because when I first became a vegetarian, I felt like I was rocketing towards veganism. Really? And I think I've really gone backwards now because I'm considering eating fish recently. Because uh, I was like, oh, like any all my rationale doesn't really apply to fish. Really? So that's really interesting. I've I've always wondered this, like the the um, mentality of a pescatarian. Like, yeah. why? Well, cause well what- I was really. I thought that was like a cop out when I became a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, suck it up and just cut them out. <laughs> um, but I've become over the last year, probably I've yeah. been considering it. Well, wild caught. Yeah. So that's a big one. So they're not factory farmed. I know there's a lot of fish that are, but I'm saying like um, if it was to be wild caught, yeah, um, I'd be willing to kill it myself. That's a big one. Yeah. So like a lot of um, um, I was unwilling to kill animals, and yeah. I was like, well, there's some dissidents there, yeah. that I need to deal with. Um, Health wise, fish is uh, not, and climate wise, yeah. if you were to get it in the right way. Um, it's not having the same impacts that the other meat is. Yeah. Um, so that I was kind of like warming on it. I was like, maybe I will eat fish. I haven't yet. And I've been thinking about it for a long time. So, um, but yeah, I was rocketing towards veganism. I'm like, I'm basically, I was basically vegan for a while. Yeah. Without, you know, I just wasn't into dairy basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, but yeah, I've, like laid, I've laid off it now. Yeah. Look, I'm not here to ever tell anyone else what to do or what to eat or anything. Um, but I think that, uh, I mean, probably the most ethical way to eat animals is like feral hunted game. So like in Australia, like mm. deer and, and rabbits. I grew up hunting so my grandfather's a big hunter yes interesting yeah can i talk to you about that please i wondered if um i've heard a few things with hunters and i'm like it's interesting because it's like i feel like i have more in common with them than just general population of meat eaters. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because they understand what they're doing. Not all of them, yeah. but a lot of them understand what they're doing. And if they're yeah. wild animals, yeah. um, 
because my big thing was like the removal of it was just you didn't understand what myself it's like it's just you were so removed from the process like you yeah. buy meat from the supermarket and it's just like there's no mental processing of what's going on yeah um but i feel like a hunter knows what's going on i think there i think that there are hunters and there are hunters yeah, okay. <laughs> so i think like someone ones. that's like my grandfather who like hunts for his food yeah genuinely and um is very aware of the animals that he's and he's uses a and lot shooting. of it i imagine uses all of it like yeah. i've got a pretty awful story of when i was young and um i was just i was probably like nine or ten and i had just started like going out with him and this is in the south of france and um I saw this bird <laughs> fly into a tree and I and this is so weird to think now because I like don't even eat animals at all let alone like going around shooting birds but I um I shot this bird and it ended up being like this poor little robin mm. this tiny little bird and which is illegal to shoot mm. for a start and okay. he's like yeah so I might be maybe I'm getting myself yeah. into trouble here but he's like put it in your pocket he's like put it in your pocket and let's go and I had to eat that bird that was his thing. That was he was because just like, like you, you have kill killed it. that bird. Yeah. You have to eat that bird. And I was like, and everyone else was like at the table with like their duck or whatever. And I had this bird that was like smaller than the palm of my hand. That is wild. And he's like, yeah. And it was like a bit of a lesson. It was like you don't shoot, yeah. you don't kill something for yes. fun. Well, but I think as well. There, yeah, there is a different mentality. I think like trophy hunting is like mm. atrocious. Yeah, I think the people that just like going out and shooting rhinos to get their rocks off is like pretty horrific but i think that there is something to say about you know the it's hard zach because i don't know where i stand with it anymore because i actually think that particularly the hunting of wild animals like we just don't have the biomass available Mm. anymore to to be taking animals out of that environment and i don't think that that's subsidizing the 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 intensive farming Mm. right and even fish like i think that um i think if you're catching your own fish with a line I think line fishing as well is hard because it's indiscriminate. Like you're throwing mm. a line in and you don't yeah. know what you're going to get. And um, if you were eating whatever you're pulling in, yeah. it might be some pretty messy stuff. <laughs> like a boot, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, we, we've really done yeah, that. Sorry, birds. I was just interested. No, I'm in that. glad. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. When we can talk about whatever we like. I here, reckon, but- though, judging by that sticker you have there, yeah. um, you're talking about it being young and punk. I reckon you got some. Some vegetarian or some vegetarian curious listeners. Oh, definitely. Yeah, so that I think it's within the realms. But I, yeah, totally. Like you do whatever you want. That's, yeah. Um, if anything, like spear fishing or like hunting, as I was saying, uh, like wild yeah. game. So, um, like anything, any feral animal. If you you're hunting it uh, ethically and if you're comfortable with that, it's probably the most environmentally friendly way to eat meat. It's like deer, rabbits, pigs. Um, if you know, if you're comfortable with that, it's probably like that. Probably is the most environmentally friendly way to to hunt. I do eat oysters. It's the only animal I eat. Yeah. I was thinking about that recently because there's yeah. a debate whether or not they are even animals, right? No, I think they are definitely animals. I, they just don't have a central nervous system, so they don't have a brain. Yeah, they respond to stimulus through like what they'd call peripheral ganglia, <laughs> which mm. are just like nerve endings, and so they don't have a brain. They have no way of processing pain. So I'm like. Yeah, it's basically a mushroom. I'm also trying to avoid like completist um, or like per- perfect- perfectionistic yeah. mindsets, and like I do think that um, that can breed that. I think that's bad for my mental health. Is to try to like um, be like for a while. I was like really reading every packet of things I ate to make sure that it was like vegetarianism. I don't yeah. think um, 
that was good for me. So, like, I'm trying to be, like, cooler with it now. <laughs> and it's probably not good for, like, for society or for the courts. Like, I think that once no, you start trying to- Yeah, I think so. Because people, <laughs> you end up just pushing people away. Totally. You, like, militarize- like any kind of ethics, it's like people will just go and eat like a whole cow by themselves just to spite Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not personally offended by it though, so I think yeah. that's easy. I think some people, if it that's tricky, if, yeah. it, if it offends you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Birds? I did some research. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you know anything about feathers? I just, I realize I've never spoken about feathers on this podcast. Uh, there's a feather right next to me. Yeah. All I know is don't pick it up. Is what I was told as a kid. Yeah, you can do that now. Covered in lice. Oh, is what right. I was told. <laughs> okay. Yeah, probably there. Yeah. There is bird lice. Um, Will they go onto humans? Is that a risk? Because I have a three-year-old daughter, and yeah. she found a feather the other day, and I was thrown back to my own childhood. And yeah. I was like, oh, should I tell her not to pick it up? Yeah, you can see the bird lice. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. So, like, if you pick it up and you can't see lice, it's all good. Yeah, have a good look at it. You can well, wash they, it. Yeah, yeah. They're waterproof. Yeah, interesting. You've yeah. actually got a few feathers, I think. I do have a few feathers. There's another yeah. one up on top of the piano. Yeah, so those are wedgetail eagle feathers. Wow. Where are they from? Uh, a dead wedgetail eagle. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but that's not Australian, right? It is. Oh, it yeah, is Australian. Yeah, yeah, Largest bird of prey. The one thing you can call an eagle, which is a throwback to something yeah. that we lost in our first yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, like um, from what I've been reading, so they like they consider feathers to be like the most. Do you know what the integument is? No, uh, it's a pretty big. Like, look, it just means like skin. Like basically, mm-hmm. it's just like the outer layer um, that we have. And they say that feathers is like the most complex structure in the integument in the animal kingdom. But really old, right? Yeah, like because, dinosaurs. Yeah, dinosaur old. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, birds are dinosaurs. Yes. Um- which we spoke about a lot in my last episode. Uh, like, they're, they're not literally dinosaurs, though, right? Or they are? No, they are literally dinosaurs. Is that why dinosaurs who get so big, did they have hollow bones? Yes. Oh, they did? Yes, okay. we think so. Yeah, pneumatic bones. So, they would have probably breathed through their bones and had ah. air sacs and stuff. And um, what population? Well, I know dinosaurs were around for a really long time, so there'd be yeah. a lot of different types. But totally. Like, were there a time where they were all feathered? No. No. Now. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but you know how I said that uh, they were messed up? <laughs> you did That's probably you. from a throwback, didn't you think? Like you do the way that you see raptors depicted as eating. Yeah. Not dissimilar to a bird. Well, I've got like, a picture They for have you. the claws. Yes. You know, the t- talons have their prey and then they rip it to shreds. Have you seen this picture? I just think this is one of the funniest pictures I've ever seen, which is uh, what a macaw looks like without feathers. <laughs> Uh, you know where my reference to that would be in the animated film Aladdin from 1992, I'm guessing? Oh, yeah. Is the, there's a McCall, and I think there's a brief moment where it's, f- like, fried or maybe hit with fire, yeah. and I believe there was a time that it looks like that. It just looks like a chicken. Animated, yeah. There's, um, there's a great quote by a guy called Gary W. Kaiser, who's a biologist and author, and he wrote a book called The Inner Bird, which is just like an exploration of the anatomy and stuff of yeah. birds. And he describes birds as um, a strange goblin-like creature, a, pup- a puppeteer behind a screen of feathers. Yeah, well, they move like that, don't they? They yeah. kind of look like puppets when they're jumping around. Yeah, they can like control the, the yeah. feather movement and stuff. They have all And even things. the way their heads move. Is a little bit like it's very um, distinct, whereas you or I will move our head like quite smoothly, but they seem to be going to different points. Yeah, yeah, like more, um, yeah, almost like mechanical. Um, uh, is that complete feather facts? No, I have got some more. Um, the 
I found out that the feathers of a bird can weigh more than the bird's skeleton. Wow. Birds are very light. Very light. Very tiny. As you saw before, like here's another photo um, of a an owl without feathers. Whoa, that's weird. Yeah, I'll put that on the Instagram. That kind of makes me think like, did people think that? That's the type of thing that like um, if that was to show up, people would say it was an alien. Yeah, literally. If you found, if you saw that, it looks like an alien. It's the most horrific thing I've ever seen. Who's? Why have they done that? <laughs> have they done that to the yeah. bad poor bird? That looks like it's taxidermied, is it? It's taxidermied. And they're like, hey, let's do one without feathers. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> let's do Just one. for fun. Like, let's not, actually, now that we've seen it, we should burn it. Um, yeah, so just feathers. Uh, all I have here is uh, that, like, feathers are used for flight, insulation, waterproofing, display. So, like, mating, mm-hmm. they'll use them for that or, like, for aggression and um, camouflage. And there are also feathers that they call mystery feathers. That they don't know what they're using. Just don't know what they do. Yeah. So Interesting. like you know, like uh, a good example would be like eagle owls or like owls that you know, like classic cartoon owls and they look like they've got mm. e- ears. Do you know the ones I'm yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah. yeah, so they're called ear tufts, but they don't know what they do. They're they're not related to hearing. They think they might be even though they they're, they're not ears at all. Yeah. They're they're more like on the forehead. Is it directing sound waves or something, maybe? That is very close to what they think oh, it okay. is. Yeah, that was a very good guess. Wow. That was like 30 years worth of research. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you think it might be directing Well, it's sound one waves? thing to have a crack. It's another to prove it, though, right? I'm sure that's what they spent the yeah. 30 years doing. <laughs> yeah, I think so as well. Um, feathers make noise, which you indicated yes, before. Yes, with the crescent, crescent pigeon. Yeah, the crescent pigeons. Yeah, so those, um, those have like special feathers on their wings that the wind will whir over. Why? Uh, that's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> I think I've described this in another it episode. It seems like uh, that would be a disadvantage evolutionary. You'd think you'd try to not make sound. Well, if you think about a lot of birds with bright plumage, particularly True. ones where I think a lot of it is designed to be an evolutionary disadvantage. Oh. Yeah. So, what they do- So, basically, say a peacock. Peacock's yeah. a fantastic example. Massive feathers, really colourful tail, lots going on there. Doesn't Also, doesn't seem like too- Ah, uh, fast. No. I feel like I could catch one. Yeah, uh, you probably could. I wouldn't. I could hit one with a spear. <laughs> could you? Yeah. You're good with a spear? Well, I can throw things. Yeah. <laughs> I could, I could, and this is like, I'm saying like if I was in a yeah. time where I, that would be something I'd need to do, I could hit it with a rock. Yeah, and your grandfather would make you eat it. Um, I would be planning to eat it in this situation. <laughs> that wouldn't be for fun. But that's literally what those feathers are basically there to display. So it's like I can have all of these feathers, I can oh. have all this stuff and I can still survive, which oh, is actually- I've never heard of that before, being an idea. That is, is genuinely off. all the birds of paradise, all the ideas of like any bird, any mm. male bird with really ornate plumage. It's basically there to say, look what I can get away with. Well, I've heard that's the idea behind lawns. I'm sorry? <laughs> you know, like a lawn, yeah. a grass. Yes. It was like originally that was like, I don't have to use this land to grow food. Totally. It's a display of yeah, opulence. Yeah, because it's like, look how rich I am, that you would have to use every inch of your property to grow food. But I am so rich that I can just <laughs> grow nothing. I'm going to grow grass. Grass. And cut it really, you know, I'm not going to put anything there. Wow. I've so, been- humans do it too. That's amazing. Well, humans definitely, yeah. That's incredible. I've never heard that before. I, it, it, uh, that's unconfirmed. <laughs> I, I didn't. I don't know where I got that from, but it makes sense. It does make a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. Um, 
there's at least one bird species uh, that's wings sing. Interesting. Yeah. So kind of like, you know how a cricket will like make the- Or I was thinking like a Nerf football. Oh, yeah. They whistle as you throw, you throw it. The Is bird. it a bit like that? Uh, or no. Or do they, oh, they play it like a violin? That's literally what yeah. this scientist has said here. So okay. the um, the male club-winged mannequin rub specialized wing feathers together at super high speeds like crickets. The vibration produces a violin-like sound, there you go, called a stridulation. Its purpose, to woo the ladies, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> They're the guitar guy at the party. Yeah, which everyone loves that guy, right? Yeah. I feel like that was Wonder Wall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you were doing that at one yeah, stage? I, I, I feel Is like that I, how you wooed uh, your wife? It might have been. It might have been. I um, I feel like I'm still that guy. But like, oh, yeah, I noticed the awful. piano. Do you play? Is that your piano? Yeah, yeah. I um, I rub my specialized wing things. <laughs> 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 That's not recommended, I don't think, on the piano. No, I, I try and bring a fact to some of these no, episodes. No, I love it. I don't, um, I, I like, I and then I've got a game. Yeah, hit me. Uh, so, my fact for this episode, it's not that exciting, but I thought it was cute. Is it oh, well, Hang on, the fact is coming. I thought the feathers were the facts. Well, they are kind of facts, yeah. but this is a fact within a fact that I discovered while researching the Bird feather fact. facts. Let's go. Flamingos wear makeup. Hmm. Hmm. What do you do with that information? I'm immediately thinking mud. Is yeah. that what they're doing? No. Okay. Oh, no, I know guess. that I, I know if, uh, flamingos aren't pink. Yeah. Or yeah. that has something to do with their diet or, or a mineral de- deficiency. I'm, I'm just guessing here. We're pretty close because basically what happens is, is that they feed on like krill or yeah. like shrimp or something. Some invertebrate that has um, like a carotenoid, which is like a pigment, a pink mm. pigment. So, they're normally- yeah, much duller, and then they eat this stuff and it becomes pink. That's right? not, become you're pink. not counting that as makeup. I'm not counting that, okay. but it's similar. It's basically birds have a preen gland, which is like a, an oily, sebaceous yeah. gland that they use to preen their feathers, mm. right? And they do that to keep themselves um, like waterproof or protect mm-hmm. the feathers. Flamingos have, their preen gland also has that pigment in it because of the, the stuff that they eat. Mm. And then what they do is they've actually research, researchers have observed flamingos rubbing that, like it's like a reddish orange preen oil for extra dazzle and on their already pinkish breast. So they'll put it on special areas. So they like being pink. They like it's being good, pink and they'll add more on yeah. to look like a bit more dazzling. And is that is that beneficial to them finding a mate? I have no idea. You know, they haven't <laughs> got to ask the researchers. I don't know how you'd prove that. Yeah. You'd have to. I just think it's cute. I think it's nice to think that flamingos are like, I'm just going to dull myself up. Yeah. Um, it, um, <laughs> if, if you put yourself together before you go out dancing. I feel like. They kind of, like, they seem like they're dancers. They dance. Yeah, yeah. they do dance. Yeah. So, flamingos, um, well, they look like they're dancing. So, they do this thing where they kind of like oh, put their legs up and down yeah, within the silt. Like stir in, up the food. Um, Octonauts, which is a toddler TV show my daughter watches. Yeah. And, the, yeah, they do uh, – they turn around and stuff. They do a flamingo dance? It's called the flamingo dance, yeah. Do you want to do a game? I'd love a game? to. I might f- actually, I might film this. I realize yeah, I haven't filmed this whole thing, but let's see if we can film this because this is a cool game. If we had filmed from the start, we would have had another recording of our lost 20 minutes. I hate how you're rubbing this. <laughs> This beautiful. Now everyone can see the rainbow lorikeet that we've we referenced so heavily in the first twenty lost minutes. I've devised a game. So I don't. I told you before in our walk that um, I'm going to Costa Rica soon. Mm. 
And because of that, I've been going through this book, which is The Birds of Costa Rica, which again, if you're getting into birding, that's one of the most fun things about bird watching is before you travel, yes. you buy these new guides and it's like, uh, like a new Pokedex. All the things I might see. Yeah. And so, you-, you It's know, kind of like getting the new Pokemon game. It's literally- and you know like how a- they release new Pokemon or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is going to be wild. Every uh, bird book has exactly 150 new birds. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. Um, But as a result, like Costa Rica has some really interesting bird names. So, I thought we could play a game, Mm. um, which is I'm going to read you out some names and you have to tell me if they're um, birds from Costa Rica or the names of psychedelic rock bands. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Bird or band? Bird or band. Green Hermit. (laughs) I Okay. See, I don't know that much about bird names, but I reckon that is a band. That is a hummingbird <laughs> really? from Costa Rica. Okay, yeah. interesting. Green Hermit. But if I saw Green Hermit on a lineup of a festival, yeah. I wouldn't blink. I think it should be a band name if yeah. it's not already. Uh, uh, that'd be Death Metal. Do you reckon? Yeah. I don't know. They're psych- they're all, they all have to be psychedelic uh, well, rock yeah, bands. See, no, they wouldn't be. I don't think a psychedelic <laughs> would be Hermits. You don't think no. so? What about um, Chuck Will's Widow? <laughs> See, I associate widows with being spiders, so okay. I reckon that's a band. Yeah, that is a type of nightjar from South, from Costa Rica. Oh, that's a bird as well. It's a bird, yeah. Okay, are widows birds? Uh, no. Oh. But they, I mean, anything can be a bird. There, there's, by the, no, um, there's no seems, group of bird yeah, called okay. a widow yep, that sure. I know of, yep. but this is a Chuck Will's widow and stuff a nightjar. Okay. So, I don't know if that means anything Nothing. to you. I do promise that there are band names yeah, in this. Okay, that's I'm okay. mixing them no, up. They're randomly yeah. allocated. Um, what about Unique Salonga? Well, that feels not English. And so, I'm going to say that... <sighs> but- yeah. Uh, that is a psychedelic rock band from oh. the Philippines. <laughs> I'm sorry, you've gotten them all wrong so far. I That's feel like I'm trying pretty hard to do on a 50-50 yes. quiz. Um, what about Violetia? Violetia. That's a bird. That's a bird. Yep. Yep. That's a bird. It's finally it's, it's it a feels hummingbird. Tropical, yeah. A Violetia. Yeah, also a great band bright. name. Yeah. Um Yeah. That well the, all these could be both I yeah. mean that's why the game works, I guess. Right. Bat Falcon. <sighs> That's a band. Are you sure? Yeah, I think that's a bird. Falcon is a bird. You said band before. Did I? Yeah. No, I think it's you a bird. You can change. Yeah. It's a bird because of Falcon, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is well, a bat threw me off originally. Yeah. I feel like, again, Bat Falcon, great band name. No, it's a type of falcon that eats bats, which would make sense. Yeah. That, that's how you can be confused sometimes because sometimes it's about what the animal does, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, what about um, Wood Haunter? That's a band. Again, a metal band. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a bird. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Okay. Um, Toddy Mot Mot. Band. Bird. <laughs> Toddy Mot Mot. <laughs> uh, red Vox. A red vox. a red vox. Look at that I've red ne- vox. I've never just- heard of a vox being a bird, so I'm going to say band. <laughs> yeah, it is a band. Yes. <laughs> I love how you're like, one. I've never heard of a vox being a bird, and that was the- Well, I kind of thought vixen, like uh, like a fox. Yeah. Vox, but yeah, not a bird. Glim Spanky. Band. Yeah, it's a Japanese psychedelic rock band. <laughs> Lazy Eyes. 
that has to be a band. Yeah, he's getting good at this. Yeah, this lazy eyes. I don't think it's specific enough to be a bird. It's a band from Sydney. Yeah, so there you go. Cool. Yeah, and the last one on my list is Weird Owl, not Weird Owl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, Weird Owl. That's. It'd be funny if it was some type of parody bird that would do bird songs, <laughs> but slight <laughs> twists on them, making them sound a little sillier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Weird Owl is a band. Yeah, it's a yeah. band. It's a band. Also a great name for a bird. But, yeah, they're a band from New York. There you there go. go. <laughs> How has this been? How did you find bird watching? Very hard to separate birds from bands. And I actually think now if you're struggling for a band name, yeah. you should get one of these field guides. Birds of Costa Rica. Yeah, and go through <laughs> and find a name. Yeah, I think so. Mm. There aren't enough bands named after birds. No. Um, I can't think of the eagles, I guess. <laughs> The birds. One. The birds, yeah. Um, yeah, so I want to know, like, well, I feel bad because I feel like today's weather wasn't particularly conducive no. to good bird watching. No, we saw three maybe. Yeah. Three it birds. doesn't feel like enough. Well, we were only gone for like 20 minutes. Was so. it enough to pique your interest? I enjoyed it. Um, uh, yeah, it definitely piqued my interest. I think I'll pay more attention to birds on hikes in the future. I'll have a look at this field guide. Yeah. I'm going to find it hard to separate, as I said to you earlier in our Lost podcast. Yeah. I, the A lot of the birds you're pointing out looked very similar to me, especially it was a low contrast kind of day. There wasn't much sunlight. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I forgot to mention, by the way, yeah. my son is named Finch. Oh, cool. So That's a bird name. I have, like, that is... A, Bird by the laws of nominative determinism, he should be a good birder. Yeah, he should be. Like, if I get into bird watching, yeah, I'm gonna forever be explaining to him, No, I wasn't interested in like you know, that was kind of a coincidence. Yeah, or if I'm really if I become known in the bird watching world, yeah, that would be like people would be like, That's a bit on the nose that you called your kid Finch, but you know, it was really it wasn't unrelated to birds. I mean, finches are cool birds. Yeah. But it was unrelated to bird watching. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, when you meet someone whose name's like Rainbow or yeah. like, yeah, Star Child or something, and they're like, oh, my parents were hippies. Yeah. It's like, oh, my name's Finch or Robin. And it's or, like, yeah, it's like, he was a, he's their bird watchers. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, look, I think. Despite having lost what I think yeah, were the we, best we twenty minutes, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, we ever. did some great bird watching podcasting. It was maybe people were calling it the best yeah. twenty minutes that were ever recorded. I think, or that, not recorded. Yeah, as it may have been in the end. I wish I. Yeah, look, it, it's uh, it's one of those things that's going to be. You know, it's like the Lost Beatles album or like yes, the Lost. It, it might be better to not know about it. And yeah, just imagine how good it was. Just leave it on the pedestal. Like people can always just imagine like what the Lost episode was going. Be but like, it was good. Man. I appreciate you sticking with me and not going like fuck this amateur and then still. No, out. man, it happens. It's yeah. happened to everyone. Yeah, has it happened just, to you? Uh, <laughs> no, no, I've never lost a recording. I have not turned the recording on. Yeah, before. the classic one is um, turning like when you're yes. filming something and thinking uh, that you're starting a yes. video, but you're actually just stopping the a, last video. <laughs> we have two great clips of a turtle in Fiji like that. We were paddleboarding and my wife was on the front of the paddleboard. I'm like, turtle, passed her the GoPro. And so we have me yelling turtle, her <laughs> grabbing the GoPro. And then uh, a minute later when she's thinking she's turning the GoPro off, but it's turning it back on and us talking about how great the turtle sighting was. Yeah. And then missing turtle footage in between. <laughs> 
<laughs> Speaking of turtles, um, I'm looking forward to seeing your uh, Rubik's Cube mosaic of the Ninja Turtles. Yes, I think that was in the Lost Podcast. Yeah. Same um, colors. So no one's going to understand what that's about. But, yeah. yeah, you had the option of either doing a uh, lorikeet or the Ninja Turtles with yeah. the colors on a Rubik's Cube. Awesome. I'm sure someone's done that, by the way. Oh, absolutely. No one's done Rainbow Lorikeet no. before this. Well, that's your being Australian. I reckon that was your advantage there. Yeah. Zach, I really appreciate you coming up Pleasure, and doing man. this podcast. You're welcome to come up and birdwatch anytime. Yeah, let's do, let me know if you go on birdwatching. I'd love to come on a more extensive yeah. walk. Yeah, definitely. Well, you're in a good area for it. Like yeah. Southeast Queensland is great. Um, if people want to uh, like check out your stuff, how do they find you? Zach Manda on everything. Yeah. Mainly TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. Not like, on I'm, X. I'm not, no, I'm not on X. <laughs> threads. You're not a thread head. Um, I, am, I think I have an account on X. I think I have an account on threads, but you won't find anything there. Okay. <laughs> They're void. Not just your account, but the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not untrue, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Um, and yeah, and everyone knows where to find me on death underscore by underscore birding on Instagram or Caesar underscore on underscore safari. Again, Zach, thank you so much for coming up. Pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. It's been wonderful. And everyone out there, goodbye. Goodbye.